Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huxton Scott Auctions, and uh, Compsy.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Mike and Rob, both sponsors with Mike Stadium Sports Cards and, and Burbank Sports Cards, actually had an extended conversation, but uh, this part of it was about store security and some of the things they're doing or recommending doing. And I think anybody that goes into a card shop and not just those who own a card shop should uh, be aware of some of these uh, insights from these two sharp guys, my friends and very well-established stores who each do it a little bit differently. And here's our discussion about store security. I'm here with Mike Friedman and Rob Veris. We're going to talk about store security. We've heard some reports of uh, burglaries in local card shops. And you guys have prominent card shops. I would like to think your customers would be sentries for you because it would be a real tragedy because you guys are pillars in your community. But people come in the middle of the night, hopefully in the middle of the night, so there's no people involved, and they want to get stuff that they can fence. So welcome to the show, Mike and Rob. What are you guys doing? Preventive maintenance is obviously the best thing, not getting insurance, but you're going to get insurance too. But in my shop, we recently took a lot of our wax off the floor. We used to have a lot of cases. It's a nice problem to have, but we have a lot of products. We had a lot of it in public access areas. And I looked at it the other day and I was like, okay, this has to come off the floor. So we uh, re-engineered a piece of the back and put a lot of stuff. We have a wax room that's strategically located in the middle of the floor. So if you run in to grab it, you've got to do 40 yard dashes each way, basically, to get it in and out. But it's definitely in a locked area. One of the other advantages is that it's not visible. You really can't see what's behind there. There's stuff in there, but you don't necessarily know if it's worth making a run. We've taken a lot of product off site, which is something that I, I feel comfortable leaving the shop. It's not necessarily something that a potential robber, if they're casing the joint, is going to see or not see. We don't price all of our product. So in some regards, we're going to make it more difficult for somebody to come in. If they're looking around going, okay, wait a second, when I come back, I want to take this one, unless I've got that product knowledge. We don't keep a ton of high-end product on our shelf. We'll either keep it off-site or off-visibility to deter that. So you may get one box of National Treasures. You're not getting an entire case. What we've done in the front window, it was funny. We had a bunch of folks come in for the All-Star game. So we're out in front of the store with the guys from Mojo. Nars was here, Greg Lambert. So instead of being in the store talking about, okay, this signage, this layout, all we did, we're standing in front of the store for the better part of an hour going, okay, so you got bars on the windows, bars on the doors. And what else do you have? We were going all over all the other security features. It wasn't what I was expecting from their trip, but it's definitely something we spent a lot of time on. In particular, I'm seeing a lot of doors getting broken into. We've got the mid-level handle that everybody uses to open the door. We have three bars beneath that. I didn't want to go full bars up. If you break my glass, are you really going to jump four feet over a bar to get in? We want to make the store look defensible, but we also don't want to make it look like you're entering a prison each time. So we've been able to accomplish that. We also have bars that extend across. We have four foot windows. So we have bars that, uh, that go across that. If you come in and you break our glass, you've got to go up about two and a half feet over the cement. Then you've got to go another three feet over the bars. So my whole game is to slow you down and make you want to go somewhere else or, or hopefully not steal from anybody. We're also aware of what's going on at, at other shops. Recently, the bullpen. This may have been the worst thing I've ever heard. Well, that was um, bad. You got an employee going out at three in the morning and uh, the gentleman was tased. He was zip tied. If I lose product, I can replace product. I've always told my employees, I can't replace a bullet hole. So if they want stuff, just give it to them. But I think that was the most brazen thing I've heard of as a shop level. And it really made me reconsider just walking out my door. Even if it's eight o'clock, a lot of times we're doing breaks and shipping. I'm out of there at one and I'm doing a much better job looking out there. If there's a car in the lot, I may just hang out for a little bit. We have a McDonald's and sometimes people will park and eat. If that car's out there, I'm going to be really aware of it. My employees are going to be really aware of it. A lot of times they would leave 
and uh, I would be around for a little bit. Now, if they're leaving, I'm going at the same time. It's not that I, I can't get into a fight. I just don't want to get in a fight. I'll do it at concerts, but not at the shop. Yeah, you're um, a professional bouncer. <laughs> uh, yeah, semi-professional. <laughs> um, I want to get in a fight with somebody who's got a knife or a gun, I guess. No, I'll let you win. It's fine. You can get me on that one. Uh, I know Rob's got two locations right now, and he's got the advantage of just having opened up a second one with all the knowledge of, of how to defend it. I do have two locations, and you try to make it as Fort Knox as possible, but try to make it as retail-friendly as possible. It's not always easy. Both buildings have security gates that get drawn across at night. They're open during the day. They don't impede what people see when they look at the store. I come from a background in the coin and stamp business, and a paranoid guy that I grew up learning from, carried a gun on his hip, sawed off shotgun on the wall, just all of that, everything that you don't really want to do. But he had this paranoia, but we learned from his security how things worked. And we try to have as few windows as possible. There's actually no windows at the other building. And that's helped. We got the gates. We had a door buzzer back in the day. It was a little bit too security focused, I think, for the average person coming in. But knock on wood, Never had a problem over there in 14 years. I think people just can walk in and those gates outside, a bit of a deterrent. I think having a store that's regularly busy is also a deterrent. When we moved into this building, we knew that we were going to be building something special with some inventory in it. The building that we got has windows, but literally the wall that you're seeing behind me here, there's windows behind it. So there's two windows on outside of there that have product and shelving built in front of it. The other two windows have our supply section. You literally don't even know there's windows there. Of course, we have the gate at night, and all the doors here are heavy doors. There's nothing lightweight about any of the doors in this building. Um, we have bars outside in the back for the small windows that are there. 16 cameras, brand new system in here, captures everything. We've had some scary circumstances in the past. Just a quick story. Had a fellow store owner, was tied up, gunpoint put into the bathroom, called me. This is when I was really young, like 91, 92, my mid-20s. And he told me the kind of merchandise. And a month and a half goes by. And one of the cards was a Campanella 54 Bowman in the special holder. Lo and behold, somebody comes in with that 54 Bowman in that special holder. Kind of guy that's sketched to begin with. Like me being young and naive, I'm like, dude, you got some great stuff. Do you have any more? Because I knew he had more. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, can I just buy it all at once? I'm very interested, but I don't have the cash here. I want to run to the bank. Can you come back in an hour? And he's all excited. Clear the building, call Burbank PD. Guy comes in. I bring him in the back office. Cops are waiting there. But what I didn't realize was there was a car in the back, engine running with someone with a gun. When the police got back there, they see the guy. He takes off running. These are bad guys. These are guys that do holdups with guns and with bad intentions. Eventually found the guy. And that's probably the scariest thing we've seen. We have silent panics in here in strategic locations. I actually want a couple more now that go straight to BPD. And when you walk out the door now at night, and I've been walking out a door for a long time in this business, going back 32 years of ownership, going back to 79 with my old employer here. You just need to be cognizant of your surroundings. And I live in Burbank, where the cops are super intense, not in a big city. You put the silent panic on there. Last story. So Mitch got broken into. Horrible. Um, as bad as it gets. We knew some of the stuff that was stolen, especially some of the singles. And a gentleman walks in here with a group. This isn't really well known um, at all. But Ryan bought a deal, ends up looking at Mitch's list afterwards because he's, wait a second, finds one of the cards. It's a $1,000 soccer card. This guy was sketchy. He comes into Ryan's office. 
Ryan buys that this was the stuff from Mitch. And we're like, he's going to be bringing in more. He had an easy cash transaction. He found a place to fence it to. So he comes back two days later and Ryan's, it's the guy. So call BPD. They come down. I meet him out back. I could tell one of his sketchy friends was on the side of the building in a car as well. Had the door open, all that. Comes into Ryan's office. We're trying to delay him. We don't want to physically restrain him per se, but we're just trying to take our time with the transaction. And he started getting nervous. And and so I'm telling him, I think Ryan's in the bathroom. Finally, Ryan goes to pay him. We knew the cops were in the position. They had to call in uh, support. They didn't know what was going on. They go out. He goes out. I actually left the cards in Ryan's office because he was starting to sweat, starting to get nervous. What's taking so long? They ended up um, arresting him. And that was a great day with people in the shop knew what was happening afterwards. So I think it's up to all of us dealers to be helpful in those types of situations and be cognizant to where your surroundings at all times. Two things that came up, as you guys have mentioned that, is that you're really trying to protect against with some knowledge. I suppose there are thieves that come in, hey, baseball cards are hot. Well, I'm going to go get some. But if you walk in and everything's priced, you could look for the bigger ticket items. I think my concern would be a very knowledgeable thief, a thief that's just grabbing whatever's there indiscriminately. If you've got to hunt it out or do your eBay comps, you need to know what second thing is from the coin guys. If you have appropriate security, even bars, it may increase sales that people think, hey, there's stuff in there worth protecting. This isn't a baseball card shop like 30, 40 years ago that just had some trinkets. There's some valuable stuff in there worth protecting. If you go too far, then they think, gee, maybe it's not very safe. But if you take some of the precautions you guys are talking about, people say, hey, this is legit. Because basically that's what's happening. People are trying to convince us that this is a major asset class in terms of an alternative investment equal to fine art and with some of the prices it is. One of the concerns I had, we spent a Sunday morning at, at Home Depot and we were picking up all these bars and cutting down the size. One of the initial problems I had with it is I didn't like the look of it. I was concerned people are going to go, wow, what's going on in there? And, and maybe if you put too many bars, maybe it is the place to rob. But we didn't have any brushback from our collectors. In fact, nobody even noticed it. We put you know these bars up all the way across, even on the door, but nobody even noticed it. I think it, it needs to be subtle in a way. When we built this place, we really wanted to build it upon vibe and selling mom on having a clean environment for their kid. The fact that we did build out to cover all the windows was huge without making it look like we barred up the windows. And that was big for us. But maintaining something that's well-lit and inviting and at the same time, keeping it as secure as possible and having an environment when they walk in, they're not thinking security, they're thinking product. Is It's a delicate balance. And we're constantly tinkering with it, but the silent panic button certainly give us some peace of mind, especially during the day. You hope in all honesty that the break-ins at night, not during the day. But at the end of the day, it is an asset class. And at the end of the day, we do price everything. Um, we don't want to deal with stopping what we're doing because it's a delicate balance. Are you sizing up a customer? It's not priced. Maybe it's one price to you. Maybe it's one price to someone else. And people don't like to ask. I, I, I can't have a jewelry store per se, but you are pointing out the better cards that you have. Actually, we have two big safes at the other location. We're bringing one of them over. We have a safe that anybody with big muscles could probably muscle out of here. So that doesn't do me a lot of good. So we're bringing in the 1950s era beast where we'll be able to strip stuff each night and feel a little better that this level and higher cards are in the safe. And we're redoing all the showcases 
to have it where it's easy to figure out where those cards are for ourselves. Okay, but prior to all this happening, I would have said that my collection or your stores would have been more at risk for fire than for theft. Uh, we don't use that word, no, Jim. I'm just we saying don't use that F word. That's very scary. But then the, the other word is flood because you can't sprinkler. So what do you do to prevent fire other than no smokers in the <laughs> but electrical fire or something like that? I worry about it. what are you doing for fire prevention? Fire and water are no different. Both can destroy your inventory. We don't have sprinklers in this building here. It was an office building and they did not have sprinklers in here, which actually worked out well for us. We've had some flooding issues over the years. I think all of us have in one way or another. We try to keep stuff off the floor. Luckily in Southern California, it's not as big an issue. Both of our roofs have been redone in the last four to five years, which helps. But fire is a tough one. We got fire extinguishers in strategic places in both stores, but we've been lucky in that regard. But I don't know. If somebody wants to burn your building down, it's hard to prevent. The best sale in 1994 was to an insurance company. We had a roof leak. And unlike Rob, we had a number of things on the floor and 5,000 count boxes. If you don't know this already, we'll bring things to the next 5,000 box and elevate it to the next 5,000 box and so on. So we had a nice $14,000 sale of stuff Rob would have loved. That was our best sale we ever had with regards to flood. Uh, with regards to fire, same thing. Fire extinguishers everywhere. You, you remember those? You can't find them anymore. I now understand why. They've got these balls that, that, that when there's a fire will explode and put out, it will kill basically the fire in the area. And I thought about, okay, let's go really extreme and hang a bunch of these things from the ceiling until I became aware that they actually suck out all the oxygen. So if you're in that room, you're basically going to die, but your cards are going to be fine. So <laughs> it, it was a trade-off that we decided not to employ. That's too much. But you've shown that monster boxes of junk wax commons can go on the floor. Anything else needs to be elevated. And then when you, if you have an insurance claim, you can claim a penny a piece value for the uh, 88 Donruss comments. 14.73 cents was the number at the time. I like that. I like that. Okay. I could retire. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Rob. But thanks for the good wisdom about uh, uh, securing your store or securing your collection. A lot of similarities there. So thanks, everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode.